Hey y'all, I'm Ethan Atavilla. Uh, I'm the owner of Central Virginia March and this uh, Feather Frenzy podcast. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Gage Gunderson. How's it going, guys? And today we're just going to be talking about um, the upcoming dove season, upcoming uh, early September goose seasons, you know, depending where you are, whatever state you're in. Yeah, and before yeah. we get into all that, I just want to talk to you, Ethan, about how you think last season went for us and how if you think it was successful or if it was complete blow. What do you think? Like, what are your thoughts on the whole season last year? Uh, I think it was – it depended on both of us. Um, I had the better duck season, I think. Yeah, I think I you think could you say did. you had the better goose season. Goose season. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, we took a break from the Dove, but we're heading it back up this season. Um, but first, before we get into all that, I just want to promote – uh, Central Virginia Marsh, um, our website and our Instagram. We're posting a lot of our hunts on there, uh, but we definitely want to p- uh, promote our website. We're yeah, it helps gonna- out the community. It helps out everyone else. helps out our friends. It helps us get people out there that have never hunted before and do stuff like that. So Yeah, so all the proceeds, it's going to be going to our videos on our YouTube, um, taking people out who, like you said, never hunted before. Um so we have in our shop, we have call lanyards, we have dog collars up and everything like that. And then just the future of the shop, we'll have gunslings, uh, limit straps. Both of those are already being worked on. Colors are getting put into works and everything. So everything is really, really going to look good. Uh, but like I said, follow us, on, follow us uh, on our Instagram. We'll have a YouTube coming up. We're going to be posting videos of our hunts and everything like that. Yep, yep. Exciting news for everything. I'm hyped for the new podcast. Thanks for letting me be here today. So let's get straight into the dove season. Um, both of us, were headed down to Chester, South Carolina. Um, we have a field down there. It's a cornfield, been cut, and we're headed down there to hunt. Yeah, this will be my first hunt ever in South Carolina. And right now when I've been looking at on Onyx and – Reading up on everything, the hatch was good this year, so I have really high hopes for getting the doves in there. I mean, it's all going to depend on, you know, like the wind and stuff, usually getting them in there. But I I think we'll have a successful dove hunt on, and that'll be on Saturday, right? We're hunting, yeah, hunting that, them on Saturday. Yeah, that's cool. Saturday, September yep. 4th. Yeah. Um, I head down there, or I headed down there last um, December. My family's down there. I had down mm-hmm. there last December. I had an amazing duck hunt and a timber hole that we have down there. Uh, limited out in wood ducks, and that was really nice. But we have a dove field down there as well, so we'll be hunting that this season. Yeah, when are you supposed to receive that woody that you're getting mounted? It's <laughs> been forever. Yeah, I did. I uh, I ended up shooting or, or harvesting a um, very beautiful wood duck. It was probably the biggest wood duck i've ever harvested and um it's mullet was beautiful so yeah that'll be coming back september to december um you know when that comes in you'll see that on our instagram and, and YouTube. hopefully the backdrop yeah so uh you're hearing our voices right now but at some point you know cameras are ordered and everything and we'll be getting all that stuff in we'll have video up and everything for you guys um but let's get into what we're using um gauge your gun shells whatever uh, yeah so this year i'm gonna go with the old faithful i call her um i'm using the winchester sx2 um 
and I'm going to be using just some Remington high brass, eight shot and seven and a half shot. I mean, can't go wrong with that. That's pretty much my go-to and this kind of shooting these small birds. I mean, um, I was looking at buying a new gun this year. I was looking at buying the SX3. I mean, I'm a huge Winchester fan. I mean, I even talked you into buying Winchester <laughs> 4 so um, great guns. Can't wait to get out there and use it. Um, it's been good to me. Nothing much more on it. Um, I mean, I've hunted deer with that, turkeys, everything. I mean, I love the gun and can't complain. And with the shot, you know, I just go with high brass. I mean, I'll shoot low brass at them too. I mean, it's really preference at that point. If you want that little bit of extra range, then, you know, with high brass. But, you know, that's what that's what my loadout's going to be for this up uh, for this dove hunt coming up. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, both of us like Winchester. Um, I ended up shooting his SX-2. I really liked it. I know some people didn't necessarily like the SX-2. It was a pretty fast shooting gun, um, but I ended up getting the SX-4. Like Gage said, he's about to get the SX-3. Not too much different difference in the four and the three yeah but the sx4 is very fast shooting i love it feels great a little bit barrel heavy um but i i just swinging it around and everything did not have a problem with it so i really really liked it uh shell wise i've i'm going with federals uh two and three quarter inch seven and a half shot so let's talk about that that shot for a second both of us like the the high-numbered shot, you know, putting mm-hmm. a lot of pellets into the bird. But, yep. you know, a lot of people think at 25, 30, 40 yards, you don't need that high of a shot. You know, pe- people like to drop that down to uh, shoot. I heard somebody talking about shooting a four, and I just, you know, I was shooting fours at wood ducks in two and three-quarter. I just, I didn't like that idea. The um, thing is, like, shooting at these tiny birds with that, that 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 shot is just like if you think like I don't I just doesn't go. I, my head. I like, couldn't I necessarily comprehend it. I I could understand the sixes, the sixes made sense I mean, to that's me. That's just ridiculous. A four shooting a four out of dove. Come on now. Well, their their entire point was like you're putting a ton of pellets into one bird, so it's gonna oh, obliterate yeah, yeah. it. Personally, haven't had that experience where. Or I, I've yet to have the experience where I put a seven and a half shot in at twenty five yards and it absolutely blew the bird up. But maybe that's just me. Maybe other people have other experiences. No, I mean the, the it's a littler shot and it's more packed into a single casing. So I mean you're gonna get more shot, yeah. And if you, yeah, and if you make a, a dove's flying about shoot sixty miles per hour <laughs> going across. I mean like you're lucky. I mean you're they take. To tell you to aim almost six feet in front of a dove. So, yeah. I mean, you just want that more, more. You know, you have more leverage there, more room to make mistakes. Yeah, uh, I agree. That's why, I, why I like the seven and a half. Yeah. Um, decoy wise, uh, we have a handful of clip-ons. Um, most of them are Mojo. Just that just happened to be what you know we used. It was convenient to pick up, but. <clears throat> Um, electronically wise, we have four mojos as well. Uh, just your generic mojos, nothing yeah. special about them. Yeah, you're battery operated. Mojos. You know that that really helps in early season, and of course we'll get to that um, when we get to the tips and everything. But yeah, four mojos, handful of decoys, and we're gonna get the birds flying with that. Uh, choke wise, you gauge. 
Uh, I'm still debating on what I want to shoot right now. I'm thinking about going with either improved or modified. I mean, people, I, I know people that can handle the full choke, but, you know, just me, I want that extra, you know, I want that bigger pattern at them. So, I mean, they're probably, I'm probably going to go with the modified most likely. Yeah, I, I, I think just hunting with a few more people every year, um, meeting new guys every year, I've, I never really focused on shooting a modified at a dove but i i feel like more people are not necessarily moving to that or but um may experience or um experiment with that a little bit more yeah uh which i think is a good idea i might you know switch it out mid-hunt maybe but um i mean personally yeah it's not a bad choice i mean it's whatever it's basically preference at that point like what you want to you know what you want to what you feel more comfortable that you're able to hit the bird and kill it you know? yeah personally going with improved um i just wanted a bigger pattern that's it um but let's head in these tips 100 percent because uh, we want to help you all out with your dove season as well and not necessarily focus on us and these are all tips we've gotten from either websites people telling us about them we just you know we've been sucking this information up like a sponge just getting ready for season and stuff because we've had this South Carolina trip planned for what three months now. Yeah, so we've been we've been eating it up. Shoot, longer than that. Yeah, we've been eating it up and nothing like we've been very very excited. So we don't we want to make it the best experience we can. So we've been looking tips up. And we found some tips that probably be best um, for you guys to um, share the share, share the share the wealth. You know, share the knowledge. Uh, I can start it off if you want. Yeah, um, go ahead. You know what we were first talking about uh choke wise you know it doesn't matter if it's you know your regular stock choke or if you have you know extended chokes or uh different companies you know um at the end of the day it's necessarily the same you know extended choke isn't going to help you yeah hit it tough a little bit farther i mean it may help a few inches but it's not going to do too much of a difference. You know, preferably I like the Carlson's um, Cremator, but for the the Carlson's Cremator is amazing choke for yeah for ducks. But but I think I think with and that's an extended choke. But I think with the doves, I'm I'm sticking to the just my stock improved. Yeah, I mean I haven't I'm not too like. I don't really not that knowledgeable when it comes to like all different kinds of chokes. I've just been shooting my stock chokes. I've gotten with it just what came with the gun. But I've heard the Carlson is an excellent choke, and no one's really gone wrong using it. So it sounds like it's a good good fit. You know? Yeah. So I think you know our first tip is definitely open the choke up. Um, Gage talked about shooting a modified. Uh, this you know like I said something something people play around with, but it's really your preference and what you feel most comfortable shooting. You know at the thing I feel like myself, I can hit the dove with a modified, but who knows? I might change it out if they're flying faster than that. I've seen them fly here in Virginia, then you know, change them out. But every bird in the several area is different. It depends, you know, with your wind, your climate, and all that kind of stuff. So those birds might fly faster than the ones I've seen here in Virginia before. Yeah, that's definitely true. But I also think it goes down to the um, the how. Uh, while you are at shooting, whether you're a beginner exactly, or an amateur, exactly, yeah. you know, maybe you're a veteran and maybe you can shoot a full choke at a dove and still yeah. hit it. Or maybe it's just a brand new gun and you don't know how it's going to shoot or yeah. something like that. So, yeah, that's definitely one thing that you want to um, do when you're first getting a dove or maybe you're tuning up for this season 
is uh, tune your gun up. Um, pattern it. See what it's looking like. Uh, spe- clean it. Clean it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, tune it up. Pattern it out. See what you like best when it comes to those chokes. And then when that comes down, when it comes down to that, then you need to start shooting it. And the best thing to do is get clays, throw them clays, uh, throw them fast, and just, you know, play with how you shoot. And it's easiest to do it with the dove clays, the smaller clays, especially with dove season, or if you're going after doves. And then that's really just going to help you figure out with what you're doing. But, you know, beginner tip, I'd open the choke up a little bit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like I said, some people upsize the pellets depending on the early season. They're a little bit closer. Um, that's not necessarily my first tip I'd go to. I wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. necessarily give that as a tip. But, you know, some people do. Maybe maybe as a beginner you should um, – you should – upsize your pellets and uh lower your number to a six i i wouldn't go below a six i've heard people going below a six i wouldn't go below a six and that's why you have to go out here and shoot clays before you really go out here and hunt any kind of waterfowl or any kind of you know like birds or in general because you don't really know about like what you're gonna be you know you don't know you're not used to the gun. You're not going to be used to the gun. You're not going to know how it patterns. You're not going to know anything about it. That's why you go out there. You shoot multiple kinds of different shot. You choose what you really want to think. Like for me, with duck hunting, I use the biz, the Kent Bismuth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's my go-to. I mean, I, I love that stuff. I can't get enough of it. But, I mean, and with the ammo prices going through the roof, it's kind of hard to get it. But, you know, we'll make it through this season. So another tip. Okay. Yeah, another tip I want to go over that I think um, – for me, it's probably my number one to number two. Definitely top five is like what what you should be doing when you're out here dove hunting is you need to lead them more than you lead any other like waterfowl and something like that. So what I've heard and what I I go by, which works, I think, is six feet or five feet behind them. You want to – because they're, they're going to be flying so fast – you want to lead them out a, a, a ways, you know. You want to lead them out that that to that six feet. That's my sweet spot. That six feet. As soon as a as soon as I pass them with my gun, as soon as I pull by them, it's it's like a like I go like one two, and then I'm I, I'm like about six feet away because they're moving super fast. So you have to you know pull it fast. So I'm like I'm like a two second rule kind of thing. One two bang. That's where my six feet is. Like I. I've been practicing with. And yeah, and that's me. just then again something that you you pick up when after shooting exactly. your gun and everything. Exactly. Um, if you haven't done dubs before, you know, shoot shoot with the clothes. That's something that you just need to practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but reiterating on that, six feet, uh, that doesn't mean the barrel is six feet compared to the bird. Yeah. Um, let's just you know clarify yeah, yeah, that yeah. that way you aren't missing by that far in front. You know, um, I believe. Some people say that an inch of travel is about an inch of di- – or I'm sorry, a, an inch of travel is uh, one foot of distance yep. in between <clears throat> where you're shooting yeah. while a target's in the air. Exactly, yeah. That's what I meant by that when I was saying like, um, six feet. So, per, you know, a lot of people say six inches in front of a dove would be six feet. Yep. And, of course, they fly right into those pellets. Yeah. Um. Another, you know, a lot of doves, 
you know, you're you're focusing on, you know, they're flying onto a post or they're flying onto a fence or something Even like the that. Power lines, that's their go to. Yeah, spot. power line. So, you know, that's something that you should need to focus on too is is where you're aiming. Yeah. Um when they're going away from you and they're going towards a fence post or towards wherever they're going to sit on, then again, aiming under them would be the best best way to go. That way you're getting that front lean. Um, similar to coming in, a lot of people think that coming in you'd go above them, but normally coming in you're going to wait until they start to um, swing down to perch onto that fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they swing down, you know, like I said, you're aiming under them. Yep. Um, what else do we have? You know, uh, like we talked about decoys. Decoys are a great thing to go, and I think that's definitely our, our um, final tip is decoys. Um, yeah. Whether that's clip-ons or um, you 100% need motion, especially early season. I mean, um, if you have motion, you'll get them in from anywhere. I mean, they love that. Yeah, you, you know, you can put few decoys, but early season you want motion. That's why we have four wood ducks opening – I'm sorry – um, four mojos opening day. Um, we're just, you know, you're gonna slay if you have more motion out there in the early season. It gets them going, it gets them up, you know, um, it gets them excited. And yep. then at that point, you're hunting and you're having a good time. Exactly. Yeah. You wanna, you really wanna focus on just staying back in that tree line or you know wherever you are. Um, you know. You don't have to really necessarily stay down, but there you have to be your head on a swivel and you have to be ready because these birds are going to come in so fast. And if you're not paying attention, you're not going to see them and you're not going to get them. Yeah. You just have to be ready at all times. I mean, I almost would have like a, you know, like when you're shooting clays, like your half stands, you know, like when you're, yeah. when you were getting ready to call pull, I would almost be in that position the yeah. whole time while you're sitting there just waiting mm-hmm. for these birds. Because when they come in, they come in in big groups and they'll be on those power lines or they'll be perched up somewhere and they'll see all this motion. And they're coming right in. Yeah, so motion's definitely a key. Uh, decoys, decoys is a simple thing. You know, you always have decoys out, but um, com- you know, paired with those decoys, you want one or two um, mojos. Yeah, max four. You know, like I said, we're gonna have four out there opening day. That's like top notch. I mean, I mean that's split over two guys. I mean, that's me and you. So yeah, and we're most likely gonna be sitting a couple. You know, a couple feet apart from each other yeah so so um before we go into our goose upcoming goose hunt and everything like you said at the beginning of the podcast let's you know let's talk about how we did last year so i didn't yeah. hunt too many geese last year you did i hunted yeah, more we, ducks we and geese. slayed the geese last year uh, thankfully we uh had a private pond and we you know we got we got the work done they were just some of them were local, some of them were my, migrators. I mean, I just, it was, most of the birds that we were finding in this pond were, you know, your locals, your big, juicy yeah. locals. Yeah, those know. residential ducks. Yeah, the yeah. residential ducks are getting fed, you know, corn, they're getting fed everything. They're getting trashed or whatever. Um, I mean, they were just, we uh, had a private pond up in Goochland, uh, Virginia, and uh, we, you know, Whenever they saw the birds come in that night, we got the phone call. Come, come here. Bring your, bring your gun blinds. We're gonna set up on them in the morning, and we're we're gonna, yeah. you know, hammer them. We didn't even basically need decoys because they would come. Yeah. I mean, we'd hammer a call, and they'd come right to us from 
like the other around the pond. The pond was like shaped like kind of like a horseshoe kind of shape. Yeah. Like kind of like a cutout. So like once we had like that, they were in like the top left corner of the horseshoe. And then they would come, they would float down. I mean, barely would fly. But we'd have guys spread out where we would get multiple shots, you know, around the horseshoe. So, I mean, we, we did some work. If you go yeah. on the Instagram, I mean, we had some pictures of some of our hunts from. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. From them, some of my goose hunts from them. But yeah, no, enjoyed the goose season last season. Um, enjoyed the duck season, even though I didn't kill many ducks. But got a lot of new spots, learned a lot of new knowledge, you know. I'm just glad to be out there. It's my favorite thing to do, so you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely reiterating what Gage said. And, um, check out the Instagram. Uh, we post stuff on there. We'll have giveaways coming up before the season. We're probably going to do some call lanyard giveaways. You know, we may throw a um, gunsling or a dog collar or something in there. But, you know, all of our pictures of that stuff are on our Instagram. Check out the website. Um, yeah, all handmade, all handmade with paracord and stuff like that. Yeah, so all of it's handmade. It takes a while to make this stuff, guys. Like, it's not easy. And Ethan makes it all. So, like... It, it we'd appreciate it if you guys you know would go buy us stuff and help us out help us out pay the bills help us out put more into the channel yeah mm-hmm. it's definitely gonna help us out and put stuff in the channel but you know you're gonna you're gonna see those goose hunts on there you're gonna see the tips you're gonna see the giveaways um like gage said all those hunts that we're talking about they're sitting on the on the instagram yep um duck season uh we had a lease out um, on the river by my house. Ended up losing that. Um, mid-season? Yeah, mid-season. Just of, you know, it Contract was... Contract issues and stuff like that. Yeah, we it just... Really... We had a good relationship with the guy. It just, you know, things just don't work out sometimes. That's, that's the way uh, stuff goes. But uh, we know some guys across the river, and we know, you know, friends of friends and dads of friends and everything... And um, we ended up catching a new spot down the river, and that's going to be a kayak spot. Um, and we haven't done kayak hunting yet. Yeah, um, we're thinking about that's making be a new thing. We're thinking about making. I have like an old uh, canoe. Oh yeah, we have. We're a thinking about making a you know like a kind of like a blind for the canoe, but we still have a lot you know still a lot of work a lot of work to do on that. Yeah, we have a bit of time though because yeah. we're not. We're not hitting up early teal season, but um, this spot, this kayak and canoe spot, is going to be really, really good. It's um, probably about half a mile down from where we usually hunt. Yeah, and the last like that, yeah. Yeah, and the I mean, last, it's way uh, more open. I think it's really going to be a money spot this year. But you know, we got we got a couple other places to get to this year. Yeah, check them out. Yeah, so. but you know, right before. The day, actually, the day that we no, were no longer allowed to hunt there, we saw, no exaggeration, um, two dozen mallards, probably about 16 woodies, um, and then yep. just one flock of geese. Um, the geese didn't, didn't necessarily like landing they in there. They were so high. I mean, it was trying to hit them with a high baller, but, you know, it's hard to get them suckers down there when they're that high. But the but Especially the, when we're in the swamp. Yeah, that's a good point. With the tree cover, but the sure. mallards and the and the woodies oh, they loved, loved it. it. They loved and they it. circled and circled. But we got we have guys, um, down the river that they you know continue to put food out and millet and corn and everything. So they yeah, they it's went hard. It's hard spot. to kill them when they go to their spot first and then. 
by the time I mean they're, those guys are about like what six six guys deep hunting at a time. Oh yeah, they have a bunch of guys hunting and too. yeah, and they're always yeah they always have. I mean I'm I'm not talking about baiting, but they they feed them during the off season. They have boxes down there, so that's something that um what and, and we it was unavailable to put that on our piece of property that we had there, but with this new spot we would definitely be able to put you know boxes in the river stuff like that so let's go up into our upcoming goose hunt now that we yeah, went man. through yep both of our seasons um same thing down just south carolina we're hunting early september goose um we have a wma spot uh and then we have a um our lake at my house down there and yep. then we have a field my house down there and then possibly another field um had we have two days to hunt geese so this is just it's gonna be a pick and choose type thing it's gonna um, be we're gonna be scouting like that that wednesday i mean we're gonna be doing like a one day freaking scout yeah like there's nothing much i mean we can get a lot of information off that one day or we could get absolutely nothing you know it really depends on what the birds are doing. From what I've heard is the hatch was good. Those birds want to come. They want to get here. So I, I think if we do everything right and we pick our, pick and choose our cards correctly, we could hammer them. Yeah, and luckily we're in a primetime spot. Um, like right I said, I have family. Yeah, yeah, I have family down there. Um, it's weird how these goose get – I'm sorry, these geese go – um, you know, obviously the Atlantic flyway moves more toward the coast, but it seems like these geese come, um, inland a little bit towards central South Carolina when they're passing through. And, uh, we see flocks and flocks and flocks, just hundreds of them. Yep. Um, obviously corn down there, um, cornfields and stuff. So they do love that. And that's something that they like. So we'll be down there for the goose season. Um, and then go through obviously those early season tips that we're we're gonna be using, um, and you know same thing, um, with the guns and the shells. Uh, Gage is gonna be using SX two or three, right? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna use the use the two. Uh, still working out the deal on the three, but we'll see how that goes. So hopefully I'll have before uh, you know, we get into late teal season. Yeah, we'll see. And then, like I said, I'll be using four, but actually, you know, I'm switching it up choke-wise. I'm probably, I'll probably go for the close-range Carlson's um, cremator rather rather than the stock modified. Um, that's just something that I'm going to play around with, something like that. Yeah, no, perfect. Um, Decoy-wise, we have full trailer. Um, we have a lot of decoys to put Thankful out. that my dad bought that trailer Quite yeah. some time ago, and filled it up with goose decoys, floaters, and some some groundies. So, I mean, yeah, we have we some have ground decoys. Ridiculous We're, amount. Well, you know, if if we have the opportunity, we'll be hunting the lake. So those ground decoys, you know, they're gonna be up there. But we're all, you know, we're gonna have floating our floaters, but we're also gonna have those ground decoys out, and that's gonna be really good. Um, <clears throat> call wise, what do you have going on? Uh, for my goose call? Yeah. I got the Kent Raptor. Um, isn't that my goose call? The Kent Raptor? It's a Raptor, yeah. it's yeah. the Raptor. Uh, I don't know if it's made by Kent. Yeah, that thing's old. 
So, so I, I got that thing, like... Your dad had ago. that before you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But it works fine. I mean, it works perfect. I'm... Yeah, that thing's old. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's old. It's an oldie but a goodie. No, yeah, that thing is good. Um, sounds nice. Still sounds nice. Yeah, that thing's good. Um, I'm picking up an RMT, the micro. Um, it's you know their short read goose call. So so that one has a little bit of longer read. The Raptor that Gage has. So we're really gonna have two tones going on, kind of a high pitch and then a uh, low pitch type tone and that's that's something that we're really going to like especially with how many decoys that we're going to have out but you know we'll go through with the tips and everything um it, you know early season not necessarily about the amount of decoys kind of family spreads and stuff like that um but do you have any predictions on early season goose whether it's in virginia or south carolina or both i mean really it's just you got to get the hustle it's going to be the grind i mean it's gonna be grind time you gotta you know virginia you got- specifically for both, I mean, you got to put the time and effort into scout. You got to do everything right. You got to pick your cards, pick and choose your cards. You got to have the right spot. You got to have the right time. I mean, got to now right which stuff. Now let's talk about morning hunts. Which South Carolina or Virginia? Which one's going to produce more morning hunts? I mean, you you are more south in like South Carolina. You're going more south, so I mean, they're trying to get to that. Yeah, to that spot. So that's those spots. So I'm thinking South Carolina might be a little better than here. For the early for the, for the early, early yeah. I mean we get I mean Virginia we get a lot of lot of geese. Yeah, we have a lot of residents. We get a whole lot. But Okay, what about evening hunts? Because I know that even because personally I well For early I mean it's hard. Gonna... For early I mean it's hard. You gotta find them for the evening coming hunts. off the roost. Yeah, I'm talking about both. Like you have to find them coming off the roost in the morning. And I mean, they're going to go to a field to eat, and then you're going to find them going back. So it's basically hopping around, you know? I mean, yeah. it could be could be anything. I mean, they could pick up. You could see them at that field scouting the day, night before, and the next thing you know, you come you come there in the morning, and they fly right up your head. Don't even think about coming down Yeah, and going to the field across from you. Yeah. I mean, it really, really depends on what they want to do. So which out of the South Carolina or Virginia, which evening hunt's going to be better? I personally think for... Since I haven't done an evening goose on here in Virginia in a while, I don't know. I'm really up in the air with it right now. Okay. I really don't know. I think, you know, you said Virginia or, or um, you said South Carolina you think is going to be better early-wise. I think Virginia is going to be better um, it, and during the morning hunts. Yeah, very possible. I mean, that and that's just because, you know. It's cold. I think it's cold. It gets yeah. It gets get colder, colder here, here, and they like that. Yeah, definitely. It's gonna get cooler up here in the mornings. They're gonna be moving. Um, <clears throat> obviously, you know where we are in Virginia, um, is what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah. Central Virginia, we have a lot of cornfields and stuff like that. So I think they're gonna be moving a lot in the morning. Yep. Um, South Carolina wise, cornfields where we hunt not as much, but there's a fair amount. But you know, just past years. You know, a lot of success in the evening. You know, evening, they move a lot. Yeah, um, definitely. So, I think early early morning, Virginia, and I'm going to go um, evening, South Carolina. But obviously, Gage hasn't been there yet, so. Yeah. I haven't been there. First time hunting there, so. I mean, I'm excited. I want to go there and duck hunt this season as well. So, um, let's hit up some tips for uh, goose season. 
Um, like we were talking about, it's never too early to scout. Um, you can go months before, you know. Early season geese are residential geese. They're always going to be there. And that's what, what, you, what we mean by it's never too early to scout. Um, and likewise and vice versa, sometimes it does get too late to scout. I mean, yeah. I mean, the later you wait in a season, the harder it's going to be to see them. Yeah. Because I mean, you got to find them early. Yeah. You want to find them early. I mean, you want to know where they're going to so you can get them right away and then go to your next move on. Yeah, right? that's how the, that early goose season starts. Yeah. You know, it's residential geese. Um, Honestly, you might have a chance to shoot them one time. Yeah, the later you get in the season, the smarter that the residential exactly. geese are going to yep. get. Um, finding water is big t- key, too, that I can give you all. Yep. Um, like I said, you know, there are fields out there, but our, you know, number one spot right now is going to be that water water. source. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And likewise, you know, you're not going to see a lot of birds. Like we said, it's going to be residential birds. The residential birds, they like the water in the early season. It's not going to be too cold. They're going to like the water in the early season. Um, they're not searching for food too much in the early season. So that they, they like that water, they like floating around. Yep. Um and then you want the, my tip that I'm I picked out is don't go for the gold. That's literally what it says. Um the the website I got it off of a while ago. Um don't worry about finding a five hundred bird feed. Yeah. Don't like you know, don't go overkill on this. You're not going to see a couple thousand birds in the sky flying. You're going to maybe find, a, I mean, on a good a good set, I'd say, most I've seen early season, probably 40, 50. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like top tier. Yeah, it's on not that much. Season. You know, maybe you see 80, but it's not yeah. that much. That's, you know, just because. You're not seeing those big, those big, big f- flocks of them where it's just like, you put the the duck tornado starts coming out, the goose tornado. Yeah, the feathered they, frenzy. Feathered frenzy. I yeah, mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, you know the birds aren't migrating. They aren't searching for too many food, too much food. So you aren't just you aren't going to see that many um, that many birds. You know they're not feeding. Uh, it's not like you're hunting in a field or something like that. Yeah. Um, another tip that I could give is you know put. Put pockets in the decoys. Um, you know, late season, mid-season, you're putting the decoys out, and you have them bunched up but um, and pretty packed together. Like I said, you know, in the late season, it's cold. Uh, the geese are sitting more. They're not really moving around much. They're kind of still. They're close to each other. They want to be warm. Um, but early season is hot weather hunting. Um, so you, you want to put them out in families, you want a realistic spread. Um, in the early season, geese are in family groups. They aren't, they aren't all together. They aren't clumped together. You know, there's six here, three there, four somewhere else. Um, so you don't need that entire trailer. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, it, it really come, like, it really comes down, like, 
what looks most realistic and what they're going to come oh, into. You, you know? have anything else? Um, yeah, let me think. I mean, I got to... I mean, uh, one thing I'm, I can think of off the top of my head is I, I personally don't do too much calling. Yeah. I let them come to me. You know, I let them do their thing early season. You're not trying to scream at these, you know, migrators that are determined on one destination they're trying to go to and you're trying yeah. to pull them off of that, you know? Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's you know, another thing that comes to or similar to the realistic spread, have realistic calling. Um, they aren't chirping as much early season. They're with their families. Um, don't overcall. You know, that's a very, very, very big mistake that beginners make um, and, you know, a lot of people that are veterans make. You know, it's easy to overcall. Yeah. Um, and just during those early seasons and uh, the, the September season, you know, the calling and the decoys relate to each other. Um, the way to win um, the geese in September is have a good spread with very little calling. You you want everything to be realistic. Yeah. Uh, the mama and the daddy are still around, basically. Yeah. They they they're smart. The mama and daddy geese are very very smart, so they're yeah, gonna I mean, know what's up. Yeah, you're gonna have a lot. It's a grind, like I said. I mean, you gotta you gotta grind for. It. If you want to mm. do it, you can do it. It's very possible, but you gotta have everything right. Yeah. So I mean, that goes along with our next tip. I mean, guys, be patient when you are doing this kind of stuff. You might not see birds for hours, but you just got to stay in there. It's like I said, grind it out. Yeah. You didn't put all this effort into scouting and all this stuff for nothing. They'll come around, even if it's, shoot, five in his four, uh, first light and you're not, or last light. I mean, you're not seeing them. Just wait. Like, yeah, you know. You know, that goes back to them being residential geese. Exactly. They're used to being where they are. They're taking a lazy day or whatever. Exactly. It takes time. Well, they're lazy birds in general. Yeah. <laughs> um, and with that, you know, be okay to adjust. Um, you know, you don't necessarily, you know, it's not that you don't want to adjust during late seasons, but it's easier to adjust during early seasons. And that's a good thing to think of. Um, and then our last thing, I think, that goes along with um, not calling as much is limiting your flagging. Uh, yeah. That's a big thing. You know, um, it's different with the early season mm-hmm. uh, doves. They like a lot of movement, um, yeah. whereas, you know, the geese, they like movement, but um, limit the flagging. Um, yeah. It's, you know, they see it a lot, especially during the late season. And, you know, mom and daddy are still around. You know, yep. they they want to be safe. Uh, that's just another thing. You know, first you have a lot of decoys, then you have you know maybe a little bit too much calling. You know, limit your flagging. Yeah, I think you know those are our best tips that we can give you. Um, but we'll have more to come on goose hunting. Uh, we're gonna have a full podcast, full um episode of just goose hunting tips and everything. So that's something if you, if you want a Q&A, you know, we're going to be doing Q&A. So if you want to drop a comment on this or something and we'll add that tip. Yeah, or go to our Instagram. Yeah. We'll become we'll put some up on there. You know, about you can, a Q&A coming up soon. Yeah, you can DM us, you can uh comment um preferably DM. If you DM or comment on the 
podcast, we're going to get that. Um, most likely, we'll get that into the into the podcast compared if you um, just comment on a TikTok or a uh, Instagram post of ours. So please DM us or um, yeah. comment on this podcast on on the tips. Or that if you, you guys like want to hear anything like uh, you want us to talk about, definitely come on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We'd love to have some of you guys on the podcast too. Yeah, show up on a phone call or something, and we'll figure some out. Or we'll, if you live in the Virginia area, come out and see yeah. us. Yeah, and I think that's going to lead us to our next topic, um, which is the future of our podcast. Yeah, um, we wanted we want to do everything to help you guys. Um, you know, we want to contain a lot of stuff. We don't want it to be the same thing over and over again. We want to talk about our hunts. We want you guys to come on and talk about your hunts. We want to talk about funny stories, scary stories. That happened on hunts, stuff like that. We just want to have fun with this. Yep. We'll definitely be coming out with more podcasts. We're in it right now. I mean, we've put too much time and effort into it not to do this. So we're going to get this stuff going and uh, many more to come, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, okay. yeah, we're going to have Q&As, tips. Uh, we'll have giveaways on the podcast. We're going to have guests on the podcast. So it, it's just something that we're... That we're all going to have a good time. Yeah. Yep. Um, And then our goals. Uh, We want... To entertain you guys, but that's, uh, I don't think that's necessarily a top goal. We want to teach you guys. We want, and we want to learn from you too. We want to, uh, you know, compare ideas, argue about some stuff, because um, not necessarily everything's the same. Um, you know, people think different ways, stuff like that. Yep. Um, and then our YouTube is a hundred percent coming out. Um, we got to get a few more cameras, but you know, uh, and then we'll we'll spread some details about that stuff on our Instagram, but we will have a YouTube coming out. We're going to post hunts, giveaways. Our podcast will be on, on the YouTube as well. Um, stuff like that. Yep. Definitely. We're, we're going to be coming out a lot of stuff soon and, you know, more tips and everything. So get it going and get it running, you know? Yeah. Yep. So like I said, um, check us out on our Instagram. It's uh, Central Virginia Marsh. Uh, check us out on our TikTok, that one, Central Virginia Marsh. Same thing with our YouTube. And then definitely check out our website. Website. Yep. Um, you'll see some guided hunts and stuff like that on there. That is that is not going to be this year. We'll probably have that upcoming when we get the farm going and everything because we do have you know plans with the farm and stuff like that. Yep. Um, you know different fields we got some millet we got some flooded timber um that is not being hunted at all this year no pressure on it um trust me when we say guiding uh there's a lot of birds out there so um we'd like to have y'all come out and hunt with us so you'll see that that guiding service on our page um that will not be open for uh until maybe next year or the year before next yep um so yeah take it take a check out on our website uh like i said we got the coal lanyards we got dog collars they look very very good um and then of course we're gonna have those gun slings and the limit straps coming out and we use all that stuff um we wouldn't put anything out there that we're not going to use you'll see all of our guys are going to be wearing um our lanyards uh, most of them will have the gun slings on and yep. then, uh, you know, we're going to be, it's all handmade stuff. I mean, support local, you know? Yeah. So, and we're definitely going to be, you know, limiting out and you'll see those limit straps and 
uh, Harley will have uh, one of our callers on. Yep. He's our black lab. And yep. uh, Yeah. Definitely. So thank you very much for listening and having a good time and everything. Yeah, we and, appreciate the support, guys, and um, much more to come. Yeah. Yep.